Good morning and welcome to worship. On this Memorial Day weekend, we are featuring Clint on a beautiful song to get us warmed up for worship called Your Grace is Enough by Matt Marr. Oh, you. 
Good morning. Now, before I forget, this is Memorial Day weekend, and I want to take a moment to thank and acknowledge those of us with here in this congregation who served, okay? So if you served in any of the armed forces or in any of those places around the world where um, this country, I'd like you to stand for a moment. Can those who serve stand? Come on, Jeff, you served too, even though it was undercover. I uh, thank you. I wanted to get that done, not so much out of the way, but so I don't forget, because this is another, and in fact, more, much more important Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And I've been leading towards this with the preaching for a while because I think it's a very important event. And I don't want to get into the preaching right away. So this is Pentecost. So we've acknowledged Memorial Day. I think I heard America the Beautiful being practiced, which is fine. But I'm going to focus on Pentecost today. So thank you for those who served. Now, do we have any first-time visitors today who would be Bold enough to raise your hand. We do have a pamphlet that explains who we are and what we do. Um, next Friday, dance is on the 6th of June, Food at 5, Music 6. Online QR codes available in the insert for your smartphone. Music Jam Saturday at 1. Um, 2023 sign-ups for readers and ushers. Please sign up. Mobile Pantry, June 8th at 3 p.m. Second Friday of the month is a country music dinner dance, a food at five, dance at six. Third Sunday of the month, there's a covered dish in Kyle Hall. The next one will be on June 18th. Karaoke is on the fourth Friday at six. Um, other announcements? Yes, you're going to get up in a minute, but I want to finish the announcements first because Jeff has a very important announcement for us. Um, Dwayne Peck's mother has passed, mother-in-law has passed away. So keep Dwayne and his family, his wife, in your prayers as they are um, uh, dealing with pain. My ex-mother-in-law also passed on Friday, so I ask you to keep my ex-wife Leslie, as well as my three daughters, Kristen, Samantha, and Barkley, in your prayers as they are going through that grief right now. Um, the cereal, this was the last week to collect cereal, but don't worry, I think it was already taken over. But if you have more, talk to Wayne or Chris, we can figure out where it can go. We are still collecting for Harbor House, so there's a collection area back in, right there in the narthex where there's boxes that are being filled up and a list of what we're collecting. We will be collecting through next Sunday because then Either Roger and Carol or myself will take it over to the Synod Assembly. That's where we as a church are coming together as a Synod to support one particular ministry. For those, I talked last week about this congregational vitality. And uh, it said here to get the information in by the 26th, which was Friday. We actually let me know if you haven't sent it in but would like to go, let me know. I'm going to call... Um, Rob Carlson at the Senate office and give, us, give him a final count 
Um, and I'll also call Spirit of Grace and let them know how many's coming. He just needs to, would like an idea so he can print off the amount of handoffs that he needs. And Spirit of Grace would like to have enough food available for all that are coming. This is an important thing. It's about how do we engage what? The Holy Spirit, which we're engaging today, or we're going to talk about today. I'm going to preach about today. We are going to invite more fully into our lives starting today. So, um, those are all my announcements. You want to come up and give your speech? Your spiel? Your presentation? Good morning, everybody. Uh, most of you know I am the president of Church Council. And we, as everybody knows, are working to continue the growth in the church. One of the things that we are beginning is a capital campaign to raise money for a couple of things, the most important which is a new sign. Where are we at, Larry? There we go. That's, that's our sign out front right now. And Larry loves getting up and changing the lettering on those signs. Um, but we don't want him to fall and hurt himself because we love him. So what, one of the things, the biggest thing we're raising money for right now as part of this catapult campaign is to put up a new sign out front. Uh, some examples, this is the Lutheran Church, uh, is that in the Palms? Yeah, the yeah. Palms, and it's electronic. Let's, let's catch up to 2023, or at least, you know, the year 2000, and get a sign up that Larry can do to help promote the church. The other sign, Larry, and that's Good Shepherd. These signs are not inexpensive. They're, in fact, wildly expensive. So that's why we're beginning a capital fund to raise money for that. Now, what will the sign let us do? It will let us get the word out. You just heard the list Pastor went through of what we do. This is what we do on a regular basis. This doesn't even include what we do on a special basis. Obviously, we have the services and always with the special services at Christmas and Lent and Easter. We have a Bible study. We have a men's Bible study. We do karaoke, music jams, dances, the dinner dances, the potluck. At least that's what they called it when I was a kid. Um, otherwise now known as a covered dish. We have the mobile pantry. We have yard sale. This is all the things that we do. And you can't put all that on that sign. So what we want to try and do, we're targeting raising a total of $43,000 um, to pay for the sign as well as some other work that needs done, the air conditioner above pastor's office needs to be replaced. Uh, we have some painting that badly needs finished outside. So that's the target for the group. Something to keep in mind, and pastor made oblique reference to my background. In all my years at the CIA, we believed one of our truths, see I do listen to you pastor, <laughs> one of our truths is that perception is reality. If people see a new sign going up, they see a new painting going up, then they will perceive that we are what we want to be, which is a growing congregation. And then it becomes fact. So, I'm just playing with him. Um, that's why we want to raise this money. Um, my generation grew up with the phrase called, put your money where your mouth is. Usually that meant you were going to go out back and get in a schoolyard fight, 
Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a leader of the church, uh, as a leader of this church, and we have many leaders here, as a leader of this church, I'll start by committing to $200 a month until we meet that goal. So I put it out to you at the congregation as well. If we can raise enough money, then we can go to the Synod and they'll help cover some of it as well. Maybe, we hope, and pray. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Gulp, but it's a good thing too. Um, when I was talking to a, another pastor about this, he said one thing what you're saying when you do this is you're saying that you are here. Now, King of Kings hasn't built anything since Kyle Hall was built. There, there's been no expansions of this the thing. Um, when, it, when they see a church investing money into their site, into their community, they're saying that that church must be serious about their faith. And it's also, you're saying it to yourself, well, yes, and the problem in Florida is many of us are retired. And so we will, we're, nobody's putting an addition on their home because our family is expanding. But you will do the maintenance stuff, and we have been doing that. And in the last six months, we have actually halted that red line uh, budget. Uh, we've actually been bringing in a little bit more than we are spending currently. So you're all doing well of meeting the challenges. But, well, I'll be preaching about that later. So, children's sermon. You going to help me today, Kayla? Or is it Layla? I always confuse you. Kyla, Kyla, okay, Kyla, Kayla, okay. They ready? Yeah, you're gonna sing it. Happy birthday to you. You're gonna sing? It's not for you. Day to you. Happy birthday, dear church. Happy birthday to you. So, and many more. So today we celebrate the birth of the church. Whoops. The spirit blew out its own candle. Wait a minute here, spirit. How old is the church? Well, well, I'm going to contend it's today's years old. Now, people would argue, well, the church Pentecost took place probably around the year uh, 30 A.D., so maybe we're just about 2,000 years old. And maybe some could brightly say, well, King of Kings is a little over... Uh, 53 years old, so we're 53 years old, but I'm going to say it's today's year old. Okay? And let's blow out the candle. And we're going to have to listen to why I say today years old, okay? Thanks a lot. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this church, but we thank you for the Spirit, and we ask that you help us to be more sensitive and aware of 
of how the Spirit will act in our lives. And then we ask you to help us to be more open to how the Spirit is acting in our lives. And we, all, we pray all this trusting and hoping in what you've already done through your Son, Jesus, for us. And let the people say, Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot, Kayla. Kyla? Kyla. Oh. Do you want a cupcake? Anybody else want a cupcake? I came prepared. I didn't know. You never know. So they're, they're here. They'll be actually put out in the back, you know. So with that, I think I have some lines before you start. I invite you to stand. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, by whose hand we are given new birth, by whose speaking we are given new life. Amen. Amen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are welcomed, restored, and supported as citizens of a new creation. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and mighty, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. In mercy and might, you have freed us from death and raised us with Jesus the firstborn of the dead. In baptismal waters, our old life is washed away, and in them we are born anew. Glory to you for oceans and lakes, rivers and streams. Honor to you for waters that wash us clean, quench our thirst, nurture our crops and creatures. Praise to you for the life-giving water of baptism, the outpouring of the Spirit, of the new creation. Wash away all the sin that separates us from you. Empower our witness to your resurrection. Strengthen our resolve in seeking justice for all. Satisfy the world's needs through living water. Where doubt, drought dries the earth, bring refreshment. Where despair prevails, grant hope. Where chaos reigns, Bring peace. We ask this through Christ, who with you and the Spirit reign forever. Amen. Amen.
morning. <laughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. O oh God, on this day you open the hearts of your faithful people by sending into us your Holy Spirit. Direct us by the light of that Spirit that we may have a right judgment in all things and rejoice at all times in your peace through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. That I missed on my list. It's an important announcement. I'm going to be having new members classes next month after service on June 11th and June 18th. So if you've expressed a desire to join, um, come those two Sundays right after service. They don't take more than 45 minutes. And it's mostly learn about Christianity and learn about what Lutherans, how Lutherans are unique within Christianity. Um, June 11th and June 18th after service. Okay, take it away. <laughs> A reading from Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound, like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea, and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. 
Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsibly Psalm 104. How manifold are your works, O Lord! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide, with its swarms too many to number, living things, both small and great. There go the ships to and fro, but Leviathan, which you made for the sport of it. All of them look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it to them, they gather it. You open your hand, and they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, and they are created. And so you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. O Lord, rejoice in all your works. You look at the earth, and it trembles. You touch the mountains, and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. May these words of mine please God. I will rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. A reading from 1 Corinthians. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophesy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. It was probably over 25 years ago. The church that I was part of as a lay person, we had started doing an outside worship service. We just started it. And it was on Pentecost Sunday, and it might have been the first day that we did it. We thought it was great to start this new service on Pentecost Sunday. And we had a couple microphones set up for the singers and a microphone at the podium, and we had figured out how to use some of the amplification equipment and make it portable and get it outside. Well, what we hadn't learned was why you put those little foam rubber cones over top of speaker, your microphones. Because as we were reading the lesson, that lesson from Acts about the, the tongues of flame and a mighty wind, the wind would blow across these microphones and be amplified with this roar sound of the wind. And it was really a neat effect and fortunately, the spirit was in charge and just did it enough that it really felt like you could feel the spirit coming down from the skies, the wind of God, the breath of God, one of the ways we refer to the Holy Spirit. That breath of God is present right in the beginning. If you go to the very first pages of the Bible, it talks about the earth being void and a wind of God blew over the surface of this. That was that breath of God. And that breath of God appears regularly throughout the Old Testament. You'll see words like, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. And I always say, when you read those words, watch out, because what's going to happen next is crazy. Okay? Now, we get to the Gospel reading this morning. The disciples are hanging around, afraid, in behind a locked door. Jesus appears among them, wishes them peace twice, peace be with you. And then breathes on them, breathes on them the Holy Spirit, empowering them. Empowering them, saying, giving them the two, what I refer to as the pastoral superpowers. We have two superpowers. We have the ability to forgive and with the ability to retain sins. Now, I use the ability to forgive all the time. I've never used that other ability. Quite frankly, it scares me. Okay, so, but that power throughout the church is passed down 
through ordination. A little over half the Christians in the world, probably more like, you know, 68% of all the Christians in the world, believe in the premise of apostolic succession. That basically when someone is ordained, those who've also already been ordained come forward and they lay their hands on them. Now, in the ELCA, this is not necessarily something that we embrace. We say, well, it's possible. But in other Lutheran churches in other parts of the world, particularly Scandinavian Lutheran churches, they do teach this tenet of apostolic succession. But we still lay hands. That's part of the ordination experience. You go up there and you kneel, and then the people come and they lay hands on you. And most of us will say what we remember about that moment is the incredible weight of all the hands being laid upon you. The weight of the office that you're about to assume and the responsibilities that you're taking on in your life and the fact that you are now marked. You have to be careful when you do something because let me tell you, when you flip off somebody and you realize you're wearing a collar, you tell, oh my God, please God, forgive me. And then they put the red stole on you. That's one of the few times that we use red, ordination. They put that red stole on you, and I could be all geeky about this is my new red stole that was given to me while I was on my pilgrimage in the Holy Land. Uh, so this is the first time I actually wore it, and I could be all geeky about it, but then when I was getting all this stuff on this morning, it reminded me how much I really do not like wearing all this stuff, because between my neck and then hanging on me, the weight of the hands, folks. Remember the weight of the hands. That's what I remember, the weight of the hands. Sometimes that responsibility is physical. So, we have this power of the Spirit. But see, and this is one of the reasons that Lutherans shy away from this idea of apostolic succession. Although we still lay the hands. Um, because what happened on Pentecost touched everybody touched all the people, touched the church. And we celebrate Pentecost by putting red vestments on the altar. And since I'm wearing a stole, I wear red today. Okay, and this is universal through the church. Today, there is red. The only other times that we put red on are ordination, Installation, something that this congregation has to look forward to, installing a settled pastor, because right now you have a very unsettling pastor. Um, you wear red for those days, and then within Lutheran and Reformed churches at large, we put it on for Reformation Sunday. That symbol that the Spirit is present and working. I say... We need more red Sundays, and I don't use that in that political sense of the landscape that we use now between, you know, Republican and Democrat, red and blue. I say red in the sense of the presence of the Spirit, because besides water, there was those tongues of flame. That's where we get that lane, and they touched on people, and people started prophesying, people started speaking, and the miracle of everybody understood everybody else. It was the reverse of what happened at Babel, where God scattered the people because he confused their tongues. This is what God brought us together in a common communication, that lesson that God loves you, 
God wants does nothing more to be in than be in a relationship with you. God wants you to live that relationship of love through worshiping God, but more importantly, worship loving and serving one another. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Love as Jesus loved us. That's what God was birthing on the day of the church and sent the Spirit into the world to stay, to be accessible to people in their callings, and we all have callings, okay, in their callings to empower them, to challenge them, to enlighten them. But you know, and I've referred to the Spirit, and we joke about it, that guest that comes and moves around the furniture in your life. As a church, we have a problem with the Holy Spirit because we get together and we plan out our one-year plan, our five-year plan, our 10-year plan. We come up with a plan for stewardship, a, a plan for evangelism, a plan for church growth, a plan for church maintenance. Plan, plan, plan. We send out a schedule. We send out an, uh, an outline. And this is what we're going to do. And goodness, gosh gracious, we don't need the Holy Spirit messing up our plans. So on Pentecost, we celebrate the Spirit and we invite the Spirit to fly around a little bit and then we lock it back up in the closet, we put it back in the box and say, okay now, you've had your fun, now we're going to do things our way. And we do this every year. That's why I said today, how many years old is the church? It's today's years old. Because today we acknowledge and celebrate that spirit. You know what next week is? It's Trinity Sunday. We give the spirit a third of the day and that's it. Pentecost and a third of Trinity Sunday and we forget the spirit the rest of the year. But it is the spirit that calls, enlightens, sanctifies and sends out. It is the spirit that is the presence of God that is available to us 24-7. It is the Spirit of God that is as close as the air you breathe. And in fact, one of the things I teach for a way to calm our hearts and souls so that we can pray is to meditate on when you exhale, exhaling out all your tension, all your anxiety, all your hurt, all your pains. And when you inhale, Visually think about inhaling the Spirit of God in the air around you. Bring it into your body. Let it fill your body. Let it go down to the tips of your toes, the, the tips of your fingers. Let it make your hair tingle. And when you've gotten rid of all the anxiety, then just breathe out praise. And if you breathe in the Holy Spirit that way for a few minutes, you will find an enormous sense of peace. You might also find an enormous sense of challenge. Now, I recognize, especially in Florida, many of us are retired. I'm semi-retired myself, 34 years in construction, and as much as I still practice my trade as a carpenter in various ways, there's no way in the world I want to go back on a job site. I did my time. But you know, the funny thing in the Bible, they don't talk about anybody retiring. Nobody in the Bible, retires. Moses worked until he was 120 years old, and his retirement plan was being taken up to the mountain of Nob, 
and shown the Holy Land and then saying, by the way, you don't get to go there, you're done. So he was buried on the sides of the mountain of Nob in Jordan. He never entered the Holy Land. Peter, Paul, James, all of them didn't retire until they died. I'm saying that the gift of retirement, and this is a gift that we should all be celebrating, is we go from occupation to vocation. We go from career to calling. How can you let the Spirit into your life to inspire you to do God's work? Now that you've been given the freedom of not having to get up, oh my goodness, I have to get up sometimes at 4 o'clock in the morning to, to beat traffic or we had an early start. I, I don't have to get up. Now I've been given the freedom to do that. What can I do? How can I reach out? Because if we in the church do not celebrate, do not encourage, do not open ourselves as a body of Christ to the presence of the Spirit, to the calling of the Spirit, to the provocation, the provoking of the Spirit, to challenge us from what we think is true and where our beliefs were, to challenge us from what we thought was right and wrong, to challenge us to think about how would God have us do this differently. If we as a church don't engage in that, if we just always play it safe, then how as we as individuals in the world going to live our life? And if we as individuals in the world live our lives in those safe ways, keeping the Holy Spirit locked off in a one day a year celebration, then how do we touch the world? How do we touch our neighbors? How do we touch those close and not close to us in their lives? The whole key to this thing is the power of the Spirit. But with that Spirit, it's going to come change, it's going to come challenge, it's going to come doubt, it's going to come fear, it's going to come all these things. Serving in the inner city in Philadelphia, there were times where our budgets were, were really thin. We were barely hanging on. And yet, I used to use the analogy, I know, we're driving towards the cliff. We're driving towards a cliff to where we are not going to exist anymore. Because that's what that cliff is, means to us. And we want to turn aside and kind of extend our, our time out. We want to start sitting the brake and slowing down. And the Holy Spirit bends down and whispers in our ear, Step on the gas. Step on the gas. Now, all the times I've driven towards that cliff, we've never actually gone over a cliff. Sometimes there was a bump, and sometimes we were airborne for a little while, but let me tell you, that airborne time was really exciting. <laughs> That's what the Spirit brings in exchange for that being pulled out of our comfort zone. It brings that excitement, that excitement that maybe as someone who's semi-retired, I haven't known since I've been young since I had all that fear of, or that lack of fear that youth come with, that lack of accountability that youth came with. That's why I say we need more Red Sundays. We need Red Sundays every, every Sunday of the year. In fact, we need that Holy Spirit pouring that Red Sunday into our life every day of the year. 
each and every one of us can receive the Spirit. Each and every one. And it's not because of what you've done or how you've done it in your life. But it's because what Jesus did for us that we are all now called to bring in the kingdom of God. Amen. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit. I thought it would be great, a conga line song. Next year. All right.
No, next week. It's the Holy Spirit all the time. In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith as found in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. As we do each week, we share our prayer concerns because it's really the prayers of the church need to come from the gathered saints. So Kyla is going to help by running around with the microphone. So I'm going to ask first, are there any joys that anybody would like to share and that, that where they witnessed God at work or the spirit of work in this past week? No joy. Pastor, I have a joy. Yes. I found out that my sister has safely made it to Tennessee. She is now residing in Knoxville, Tennessee. So share if you're watching us. Glad you're there. Glad you made it safe. And uh, love you. And keep in touch, my dear. <laughs> okay. Any other joys out there? Is it on? Now you're on. I don't on. really need it. I can just talk loud. Um, oh, hold it up. You, you do need it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, two, a couple joys. Uh, Kyla graduated fifth grade. Amen. Uh, middle school. And um, our Brookie that grew up with us graduated high school on Friday night. So oh, she amen. is moving on into the adults world. <laughs> I saw another hand pop up back here. Over here. All the way in the back there. Well, I've got several joys. Um, we just came back from Illinois and we saw our grandson graduate from high school. And we got to see uh, several of our other grandkids uh, play baseball, so that was a lot of fun. But we had a sorrow too, and I'm gonna share that now. Uh, Roger's sister-in-law passed away. So I'd like, to like you to keep his brother Don in your prayers because he's got a lot of big changes coming in his life. Um, but it was a great trip, all, all in all. That's good to see you back, too. Any other joys to share? Got a couple right here. I'm glad that our government has finally reached some kind of agreement on our budget. Amen. Amen. Yes, I have a joy to share. My granddaughter was married yesterday up in Michigan. Unfortunately, though, we couldn't make it because um, Carl got an infection in his foot during the week, so we had to cancel our plans. But still, she, she had a nice uh, wedding. Well, thanks for sharing. That's wonderful. Other joys. Joy has a joy. You see what I go through every Sunday. That's why I'm recruiting younger legs now. You got a sugar rush. You can run that one off. <laughs> Well, one of the joys is seeing you here this morning. That's really nice. Um, I just came back from two weeks in Syracuse, New York, where I got to see my children and my um, grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and um, spend some time with them. And I really had a wonderful, a wonderful time. I missed all of you, and I'm really glad to be back today. But um, I'm kind of missing them too. <laughs> Others, I have one to share. I got a mic. My week started with an email from my stepmother. My father was in the hospital, apparently had some sort of growth in his uh, ab abdominal area, um, and they were going to operate, but then he was steadily going downhill, and the blood chemistry was wrong, his lungs were filling with fluid, and I was preparing myself that this is going to be it. My dad's 91 right now. Um, Friday comes, they decide they're going to operate, they pump his lungs, the, the fluid out of his lungs, they remove the growth that was in his abdomen, which is, from what I understand, the size of a baseball. and. All prognosis right now is excellent. They said they have people who are 20 years younger who have much more complication coming through this kind of surgery. So while he's still experiencing some discomfort from post-op, he's sitting up, he's drinking the fluid they're allowed to have, and he's starting to ask about eating, he's hungry, and he's reading a book and very talkative. So that's my joy. I started out the week that I was going to be figuring out what I was going to do as far as getting up there. And uh, 
So, and I'll transition into SARS. I shared about my, my ex-mother-in-law passing. So I'm just, my ex-wife Leslie and my three daughters, as well as Leslie's brothers, Scott and Jeff, as they're dealing with this. It, this is another one that they saw coming. I've been talking to my children for quite some time about the importance of hospice and the care and making sure that they all said the words that they needed to say, not wait on them. So other, other concerns that we want to share, one over here. Good. It's a joy? Oh, well then share the joy. Well, everybody knows that Bill, uh, Bob has been having some health issues and whatever, but also his birthday, 92nd birthday, was Saturday. So we celebrated uh, with a cake. With, uh, I bought him a red hat, sparkly hat, and uh, we had cake and ice cream. Uh, the nurses that help him when he's in um, Trinity with his infusion, they came. Um, Larry came to see him, but earlier he was really not feeling good at all the last week or two. But the good Lord had strengthened him, and he had a wonderful day yesterday. And um, he was so pleased, and I was so happy for him. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Pastor, may I inject one thing? Sure. Uh, I know that Bob watches this service. So I think, George, it would be appropriate that if we sing happy birthday to Bob Kelly for his 92nd birthday, even though we're a day late, would we mind doing that? Do I know that song? I, well, it, look in your book. It's in there somewhere. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bob. Happy birthday to you. And Bob, since you're watching, may you know another year and may this this year improve your health and bring you back to the community that misses you so. And let everybody say, Amen. That's for you, Bob. Other concerns that we'd like to lift up now, Jeff has one here. The gentleman who was the best man in my wedding in Uganda sent me a message and said he needed my advice and I got with him and he uh, made the statement to me that he believes he is becoming an alcoholic and he needed help and guidance on what should he do. So one of the things that I would ask is that we pray for him. His name's Daniel. One of the things I would ask is that we pray for him yes. because as many of us know, that... Yes. Other concerns? We got one... She's young. She can go back and forth a lot. I have, an, <clears throat> I have a neighbor who just discovered she has breast cancer, and it's also in the lymph nodes. Um, she needs our prayers. She's very nervous and frightened. So, thank okay. You. And her name? Carolyn. Carolyn? Okay. We have up here. You didn't know I'd make you work for that cupcake, what did you? Yeah, 
I'm asking for prayers for a very good friend. His name is Jerry Wood. He's looking at a very long extended term in the hospital and a long recovery after that. And we'll be really held back from all the things he enjoyed doing. So I ask for prayers for Jerry. Any others? Then let us pray. And when Kyla holds up the microphone, name out the names of those in particular that we are praying for. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for all the different ways which you present yourself in our lives. We thank you for these individual joys that we get to name out and share whether that is community or healing or just being able to get together. We thank you for this. We thank you for your presence, your spirit among this congregation. We ask that you help us to keep that spirit in our lives, both as a, as a, as a committee here at church, as a body here at church, but also as individuals in our lives that we turn and call in that spirit. Lord, we lift up all those concerns of our heart, all those things that we are praying for. We now lift up, and leave the names, that's it. Leslie, Kristen, Barkley, Samantha, Jeff, and Scott. We ask you to touch these lives with your peace, with your healing, with your comfort in all that they're dealing with. Lord, we pray these things and all things, trusting in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and let the people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share a sign of Christ's peace among us.
Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. Generous God, in this meal you offer your very self. We give thanks for these gifts of the earth. In the breaking of this bread, reveal to us the risen one. In the pouring of the wine, pour out us into a service to the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join the unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to all his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you, and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin, do this for remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Let us now sing the prayer that we've been taught by our Lord.
all are welcome at this table. Um, you can receive communion one of three ways. You can come up with the usher, invite you, receive a piece of bread, which you then can dip or intinct in either the wine, which is dark, or the grape juice, which is more clear. Um, you can also, if you're still nervous about germs, go back and pick up prepackaged elements, um, untouched by human hands except for Chris's. And, or, if you would, um, if you're not able to come forward but would like to receive, you may then um, stay in your seat. I'll ask if there's anybody else who wants to receive right at the very end, just raise your hand and it will be brought to you. Also, as you're always invited to come, when you come forward to dip your hand in the water and remember your baptism, this is the last Sunday of the month, so there's also prayers for healing. So we'll have people set up here along the side here who will lay hands on, another act of the Spirit, laying hands on and praying over your whatever it is, whatever type of healing you're looking for. So these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Please be seated.
Gracious God, in you we live and move and have our being. With your word and this meal of grace, you have nourished our life together. Strengthen us show us to show your love 
and serve the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our now, may the God of all, who raised Jesus from the dead, bless you and provoke you and inspire you and send you out by that power of the Holy Spirit to live in the new creation. Amen. I think we feel that spirit now. Go in peace. Serve the risen one.